0: so let's go back to something i talked about in this week's podcast and do a little bonus round remember when i said you need to learn how to count by twos through the musical alphabet how to leapfrog from a to c to e to g b d and f and i was saying you know if they taught this in schools All students would come out of school knowing how to say quickly what the names of the notes are in a given chord. A, C, E, G, B, D, F. Because all they would have to do is start anywhere in that sequence, say it's a C chord, they just start leapfrogging. C, E, and G. And now they've told me what the notes are in a C chord. Simple. If they wanted to figure out the notes in the F chord, they would just start on F. F, A, C. And they would have an F chord. But let's go just a little deeper. Because I know a lot of people out there are hungry for knowledge. They want to understand how music works. And they want to go beyond the chord diagrams that are on the page and actually get to know music from the inside out. Now, some people call this music theory. Chalmers-Done calls it music understanding. I sometimes call it music practical because it's really just knowledge that allows you to play more music. However you want to describe this thing, there seems to be a hunger for it. So let's go a little deeper because what happens when we get to, say, an A chord? Wouldn't it just be A, C, and E? Well... Yes, but that gives us an A minor chord. A beautiful A minor chord that we use all the time. That's A, C, E. And my point is that when you leapfrog through this musical alphabet, sometimes you'll get a major chord like C, and sometimes you'll get a minor chord like A minor. So how do you remember which ones end up being major and which ones end up being minor. Well, that's what I'm here to talk about. Just remember this, I have an idea. The word idea is the key. Now, it's D, E, and A that I wanna focus on. Those three chords, D, E, and A, which almost spells idea, so I remember it as I have an idea. That's the way to jog my memory, that D, E and A are the ones I'm talking about. Those three chords need a sharp in the middle. So if I start on D, if I leapfrog, I get F and then I get A. And that gives me a beautiful D minor chord. But if I want it to be a major chord, if I want it to be D major, I need to sharp or raise the F by one semitone. So a major D chord would be D, F sharp, and A. That's it, there, that's all there is to it. And it's the same thing when I go to E. If I just go through the alphabet, I get E, G, and B. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful chord, but it's a minor chord. And so if I wanna make it a major, I just sharp the G. E, G sharp and B. It's always that middle note that we give the sharp to, E, G sharp, and B. And the same thing is true with A. If I start on A and leapfrog through the alphabet, I get A, C, and E. Lovely chord, but if I want it to be a major chord, I need to sharp that second note, A, C sharp, and E. And that's how I remember which ones need the sharp and which ones don't. I just remember, I have an idea. And then I remember, oh yes, it's the word idea, D-E-A. You could also remember it as D-E-A, the Drug Enforcement Administration, but I prefer idea. So why do we go to all the trouble of making all of these chords into major chords? What's wrong with minor chords? Well, the answer is nothing is wrong with minor chords. Minor chords are great. But what we tend to do in music is start from the major chord as our square one. So we start with a major chord. Let's say C. If we want to make it a minor chord, we could lower uh, one of the notes. If we wanted to make it a... A dominant seven we could add a seven to it we could uh, raise that seven to give us sort of a jazzy sound my point is not to blind you with science here my point is to say most musicians think of the major chord as the starting point for what to do next with chords how to make them more colorful but we start with the major so it's important for you to be able to say what are the notes in every major chord now we've already done that with c and f and g they just come out naturally when we leapfrog through the musical alphabet it's d e and a where we have to remember to add that sharp to make it a major chord And there's one footnote to all of this, and that is, what about B? Well, the B chord is the outlier. B gets not only one sharp, but two sharps. The notes in a B chord are B, D sharp, and F sharp. That's the B major chord. So that one you just have to remember, it's the exception to the rule. But if you put all of that knowledge together, you will now be able to say for any chord starting on A, B, C, D, E, F, or G, you'll be able to say what the names of the notes in that chord are. So let's finish up by going through all of them. And you can play along with me, or you can say the names along with me. You can come back to this recording and try it time and time again until you get it. Because when you get it, you'll have taken a a big step toward getting closer to the music and understanding how it works. Let's do the musical alphabet. Starting from A, I'll play the chord and we'll say the names of each note. Here we go. This is A and the notes are A, C sharp, and E. This is the B chord. Remember, this is our exception to the rule. B, D sharp, and F sharp. How about C, we know that one, C, E, and G, this is the D chord, D, F sharp, and A, E chord, E, G sharp, and B, the F chord, pretty easy one, F, A, C, the G chord, Also pretty easy, no sharps required, G, B and D. And just like that, we've gone through all the notes of the musical alphabet. In other words, all of the white keys on the piano. And we have said what notes make up that chord. Now there's more to learn. Of course, there's always more to learn but I hope some of this music theory shorthand has made it easier for you to identify the notes in a chord and I hope you can use that knowledge in your arranging and in your playing. Thanks for tuning in to Utropolis and until next time, keep on strumming.